Now, Christianity has its 13th apostle, a faithful witness to the love, mercy, and truth of Jesus Christ. How about you? Will you be the 13th apostle? Songs of lament, songs of victory, psalms of lament, and psalms of victory. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the 13th Apostle, where we explore the good, the beautiful, and the true of the Catholic faith and the Catholic Church. This is Tom Caffrey with my co-host, Dan Duddy. Danny, uh, if they can hear that siren in the background, uh, just uh, fire. Something needs the uh, EMS. It's an amazing system we have. So, anyway, uh, my friend, you're uh, in a special way right now. You're First of all, you're where? Yeah, I'm at the, I'm in a hospital parking lot. Uh, my wife is in the hospital. Laura, yeah. Who I often speak about, and uh, she's been there. So, you know, we record our episodes. So here it is Tuesday night. She's been uh, in there since uh, Saturday afternoon. I've been with her. She does get me out of the room, though, and send me home at night. She wants no part of me in, in the room at, at night. She said she... She can't stand me looking uncomfortable and so forth. And I don't complain, but anyway. But is that any so. different from the way it is at home? <laughs> 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 hey, I pay the rent there, pal. I sleep where I want. Yeah. <laughs> Hospital's a different story. But, uh, yeah, she's uh, she's doing okay. You know, more, you know, she's taking on the, the attitude that there, you know, there are people a whole lot worse off than, you know, than she is. And it just so happens that one floor above us, I mean directly above our room, uh, if they cut a hole in this, in their floor and jump down, they would land right next to her bed is her very best friend with her husband, who's uh, has got early, early dementia. Oh. And oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. What a what a tragic uh, disease to watch and see. And I'm 67, and Scott is, uh, he's probably, I think he's 10, 12 years younger than me. And mm. it's so, it's just uh, so tragic and debilitating and really, really tough shape. And how about the songs of lament, you know, how you introduced the show and the Psalms of lament. At the exact same time, you have the, that lamenting, you know, begging for help siren. You know, exactly. That our good men and women to come out of their homes and get into the EMS cars or fire trucks or whatever to go take care of the brothers and sisters that we're all kind of, uh, we're all called to be the stewards and keepers of. So, uh, and our good friend, George Fallon, you know, from uh, South Jersey, Camden area, his wife is in the hospital as we speak. So, yeah, uh, Teresa. And, uh, let's ask uh, our audience to remember more and Teresa in their prayers. Uh, and George is one of our Sons of the Father, our uh, men's retreat group over at Discovery House. I, I spoke with him uh, today. This is uh, this is life, and the you know the in the Bible in the Psalms, the Book of Psalms, the Psalms of lament are the great majority make up the great mm-hmm. majority of all the Psalms. It's uh, at least one third. Uh, so. As if anybody didn't didn't know and needed somebody to tell them that life is difficult. Uh, it's uh, incredibly challenging, uh, more so at times than others. 
you know, the fallen world, all, all varieties of evil, the evil of sickness is, is one of them. But what, one of the great things about the Psalms of Lament, and I urge our audience to read them, to pray them. I know they're supposed to be sung, that's up to you, but they are meant to be prayed. As everything in sacred scripture, but some parts of sacred scripture more than others are meant to be prayed, not just read. And some of them are meant to be spoken out loud. Even, you know, when you by yourself, that even in lament, when the descriptions of some of these psalms are so tragic, uh, they are so difficult. But at the end, this is a critical part, the end, there is never a severing of the relationship with God. The very fact that there is a, a, a psalm is an indication that the psalmist has not ended the relationship with God, no matter how bad, how, how bad he feels, no matter how much of a difficult situation she is in. They, these songwriters maintain that connection. They don't despair. True. And there, there's so much testimony in the Psalms of lamentation to the resignation of the will in their pain and their suffering. And by doing so, come to know the heart of Christ or in, in, the, in the case of the Psalms, you know, God the Father in heaven being that they're from an Old Testament book. What we do know, and I'm kind of jumping a little bit, but we do know Jesus Christ, Son of God, you know, recited, this, you know, the Psalms, especially like, you know, Father, why have you forsaken me? Why have you abandoned me? Uh, I think it's Psalm 21 or 22. But to your point about singing, I'm going to give some personal witness here. When we lost our son, Francis, who was killed in a car crash at age 19, upwards of maybe about nine years ago now, Maura would, my wife, once again, would go off, Francis's mother would go off into the woods, Tom, and she would sing at the top of her lungs uh, either prayer words or just make singing sounds, you know, almost like a like an old black and white movie where, you know, where Native Americans would chant around a fire or so. And she expressed that she was doing those emotions to a priest, a, a spiritual, you know, a director of hers for the time getting through her, her grief or her lamentations. And he said that was the most powerful form of prayer, just kind of like taking the naked heart and throwing it up into the heavens for God the Father to hear. And I, I also believe St. Augustine said that when, when you sing, you, you pray twice. So I'm not much I'm not much of a singer, but I let me tell you, man, I have sung some psalms and some some tough times. Yeah, psalms of lamentation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just look at that. Uh, well, suffering uh, is the great equalizer. Uh, not everybody has great. I mean, hesitate to phrase it this way of saying great successes. Man, who who am I to to say what one person's success is compared with another. But we'll put it in the category of the common lingo that we would know, okay, well, something, whatever it is, the flowers grew, you planted everything the right way, or there was a successful surgery, uh, whatever it is, we know the success is a good thing. And we have various um, levels of it, but everybody suffers. And uh, the, the, the lamentation the expression of 
deep sorrow, um, grief, sometimes regret. Uh, you know, they, these are these are expressions of every human's uh, struggles. You know, uh, so I think that you know it, it. It's it's a it's an honesty. You don't get anything more honest than right. suffering. I I agree. And it, another revelation, having you and I have a conversation here, and I beg our people to to do that as well, as we always ask them to do so, uh, is that when you go two by two, revelations you know are made. So. What was very much revealed to me just now is just how alike we are and how pleasing and how warming it is that we are not alone in our lamentations. And in reading the Psalms, that historically we are not alone, and we've always been human since day one, because we're going back to as as early as, you know, 1200 B.C., for example, you know, with, with the historical records of the Psalms, and you can touch more readily on the Psalm writers of where we think that the, they have come from. But it, it's wonderful to accentuate, shed light on the fact that we are eternal and that we can relate to the humanity. And it's also a testimony to the fact that we we should be in the present as much as we possibly can, because God is in the present, because we have all been the same for eternity before us and eternity after us and uh that's what I, I think that's absolutely wonderful and it's once again uh manifestation of the uh the existence of god you don't know how prophetic you just were with, with uh how you ended that you re- made eternal reference and it's you know with, with this has run through throughout human history psalm 12 help lord for no one is faithful anymore those who are loyal have vanished from the human race. Everyone lies to their neighbor. They flatter with their lips, but harbor deception in their hearts. That's a psalm, ladies and gentlemen. And Dan, that's what you, you're, you're, you're pretty much, you were defining that with actually saying the, the name of it. This is <laughs> ongoing. You, that easily could have been a blog written yesterday. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it, friends, this is, this is another reason why we we can't despair. We we shouldn't despair. You know, it is the Solomon the Solomon phrase. You know, there's nothing new. Ecclesiastes, nothing new under the sun. You know, it, there's variations on the same theme. The brutality, uh, again, sickness, death. It's 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 there. But again, a lot of people who, if they just jumped into this conversation, would say, oh my gosh, I, I don't want to listen anymore. But let me uh, urge you to, uh, to listen to the beginning of our conversation, which was none of the Psalms end the relationship with God. None of them end without hope. There is, a, there, there is always hope. And of course, the Psalms were written long before uh, Jesus uh, uh, lived. So they just had this connection uh, um, with, with God and to, you know, to have 150 uh, psalms, that's, you know, that's a pretty good track record. And we're saying, and we're having a conversation tonight, you know, about thousands of years uh, a year later, and we're, we're modeling our Lord as we're supposed to. If we call Christians Christ-like, well, we, uh, we read, we pray maybe sing uh, the Psalms. 
And you're right, that Psalm 12 uh, could have been written yesterday in a blog post. It just happened to be written thousands of years ago. So Yeah, that's, that's, uh, it's really intriguing. It's exciting. Uh, I think it provokes a manner of uh, responsibility and accountability to a higher level uh, to our own creator. And But it's exciting that we are a creation of such a loving God, eternal God, omnipotent God, uh, because it's these truths of of the human heart have withstood all this all this time, and somehow in the midst of that, it brings everything to the present moment. Because if we can feel that emotionally all that time, it just seems to funnel in and condense to the present where God is. Wow, what a feeling! What a feeling this discussion is giving me. And I want to reflect on Psalm 130 for a second in its simplicity. And the Psalms are so fundamental, right, Tom? And they're just, they speak from the human heart. They, there's no fluff in them. It's just, it's just like a hot knife through butter right to the human heart. Exactly. Yeah, but Psalm 130 is, Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord, O Lord, hear my voice. Once again, out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord, Lord, hear my voice. And so in my reflections, I I was digging into some interpretations and trying to gain some fruits from the Holy Spirit. And one, I thought this was pretty interesting, that one feels that this is spoken, uh, of course, we're all sinners, but spoken on behalf of sinfulness, and that uh, the psalm writer is in absolute misery because uh, of the barrier that that sinfulness is to having a joyful relationship with God. Now, whether this psalm writer is expressing his own sinfulness as, you know, his barrier, like, please help me with my sinfulness. It is our sinfulness that can cause a great deal of grief or a level of grief, which is, how do we say, unnecessary, but it's only because of the depths of our sinfulness that we feel it, because it causes a separation. That's why the, I'm getting to this. The sacrament of you know, reconciliation, of confession, is just so important, as one of our friends, Lieutenant Kirby uh, Bowling, likes to say, because sin puts a shadow on our soul. And the sacrament of confession lifts that shadow and brings us so much more closer to uh, the truth. Yeah. Well, you. Uh... You made me think of Psalm 69. Mm-hmm. Save me, God, for the waters have reached my neck. I have sunk into the mire of the deep where there is no foothold. I have gone down to the watery depths. The flood overwhelms me. I am weary with crying out. My throat is parched. My eyes fail from looking for my God. I mean, uh, you know, it, it's... Uh, this is uh, <laughs> this is real, uh, and I, I think that if you, when you read these, when you pray these psalms, uh, you again the lectio, our great tradition of lectio divina, where you are the subject, or you are the psalmist. And you are praying them. It's coming from you. It's not coming from this, this psalmist that you've never met. You know whether or not it's David. Uh, the 
you're you're in that you're you're in a situation where the waters have reached your neck. Uh, you're in, you know you're in trouble, and that's when there's no more pride at that point because you just want somebody to throw you the rope. Oh, amen. Yeah, and uh, you know, I I had picked a psalm that was very similar. Uh, psalm forty-two, uh, deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. Mm. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. That's resignation right there. I mean, that's two psalms founded upon water, uh, back to back. Uh, what you just expressed and and that there now tom you have you have your theology degree so you've done a great deal of study in the uh, old testament and the uh, the prophets and the and uh, the connections between old and new and uh, how you know uh prophets were fulfilled in the in, in the new testament by way of our lord jesus christ and his life I'm, I'm i'm feeling this in the psalms a little bit more today than than i usually usually do you know it do you, do you find express your intrigue and such as well? I'm sure that you have. Uh, you're inspired by this fulfillment of the Psalms itself in, in the New Testament over that amount of time as well, right? Oh, the, they they really opened up to me during my uh, my training, and you know I heard them every mass. We all hear them every mass. Maybe it's a part uh, that we're, because they're typically sung. And if we don't like the music, if we don't like the sound of the music, there's, you know, we're always, so Catholics are well known to complain about the music uh, during mass. Well, okay, we, we look forward to that part being over or we're not going to sing with them. Uh, so let's get, let's get to the next reading. Uh, okay. Until uh, a letter from Paul or something like that. But to, Again, to do that, to do that lectio divina, to kind of say, and this is this is the this is the good thing about being in some sort of a program. It's kind of like okay, with well, your experience, you can have pick up uh, football games here and there, you know, whenever you're in the mood. But when you're part of a unit, when you're when you're part of an, a, a formal team, and, and there's there's a structure to it. Okay, well then you got to go with what that structure is. You can't make it's not it's not yours anymore. It's not up to you. You can't just do it as you're in the mood to do it. You got to do it as you're part of this community. Yeah, that's a great point because you know my voice lifts up when you talk football, right? But also <laughs> also it's such a huge important uh to have traditions. Cuz because once traditions are laid down and you gain a responsibility to the traditions because those traditions are the legacy of those before you. And there's something innately human in us, created in us, that gives us the desire to fan the fires of those traditions and hold on to them tightly. And not only hold on to them tightly, but to enhance them by our, by the way we live our own lives. And really, that that's a, that's a great message. And, and that's the way we really need to look at not only mass, but the Psalms. Like, feel their pain, feel the suffering. And uh, and and live live the live it with them. The community saints is in there somewhere, Tom. In this discussion, oh, there's no question. I mean, these are these are the early saints of our of our faith. You know, mm-hmm. we don't say hey Saint Abraham, uh, Saint mm-hmm. Moses, but we could. Not from the standpoint of a canon, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Uh, I, I don't think there's necessarily going to be. Or I wonder if there's going to be even some sort of a canon when we, uh, when we get to the kingdom of God, uh, that 
you know, we'd all like to be part of the communion of the saints. And, uh, mm-hmm. but this is, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of victory Yes, in in the in the Psalms, even with the even with the Psalms of lament, there still is a seed of victory, which is that hope. You know, hope is a planting of a seed, right? Because it hasn't yet happened, but we believe we have trust in God that somehow there is a good is going to come out of this. He's going to be glorified. That's the best way for me. That's the best way to phrase it. Yeah, hope is absolutely victorious in its own self. It's victorious in its own self. And, you know, Especially to others. If I see you hoping, if I see that you haven't given up, I'm not going to give up but for, because you inspire me, but then yeah. you also motivate me and I want to be like you. Exactly. That's exactly what I was trying to say earlier. Well, in addition, you just added to it about the Psalms, the responsibility to traditions. It, it's inspiring. You hold to it. But the Psalms... There's a tradition that lives in the Psalms, and it's in our own mass. You have to. We hold ourselves to the strength of those, whether they're crying in lament or they're crying in victory, that we too are a part of this community, and we've got to hold ourselves up to it. Powerful. In the same way that you know, uh, if I'm the if I'm the twentieth quarterback in twenty years of Brick Township football, we won championship after championship, I have to hold myself not only to myself being the best, but being myself for all of those men before me. So it's, it's important. Our traditions are very important to uh, all of us, men and women. And uh, I, in this world, our, our children really need to come to understand tradition and become in touch with it because I think we're, I think we're without it. I think we're without the, uh, the understanding and the appreciation of the integrity of tradition. We need to bring it back. Well said, brother. I, I think that uh, I know we got a, just a couple of minutes left. Um, I think one of the great things about, well, I know from personal experience, but just from sharing with others as well, or you know, sharing what others have shared, um, is that the Psalms of all the Psalms, I believe, but Psalms of Lament more so force us to look inward. And a lot of people don't want to do that. Uh, they are, they're uncomfortable, and you've talked about this too many times, you know, they're uncomfortable with themselves, by themselves, you know, what, you know who am I? Uh, and can you see yourself in how these psalms are, uh, are expressed? Uh, you look at Psalm 44, and some of this is a little uh, uh, like um, impish, the way they're written. So Psalm 44, uh, the psalmist is kind of complaining to God. Why do you sleep? <laughs> He's not de- accusing God of sleeping. And he just says, rouse yourself. And so <laughs> I know that it's, that's so good. It's so you, yeah. you got everything in the Psalms, but what I think you're going to find in the Psalms most importantly is yourself and your relationship with God in, in the Psalms. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, and I, I, I know we're running out of time, but I completely agree that we, we're, we're in a culture where we're not called to get intrinsically deep, you know, deeply involved with ourselves and who we are and the truths of our very own creation. If anything, the enemy is pulling us out of that as far as the enemy can do that so that we never come to know the truths that live within. I think men are uh, more, much more likely than women to, to be that way. Just the way we're hardwired, we want to we wanna go out go out into the world, get things done, march those 100 yards to get into the end zone, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. you want to you wanna win, you want to have that victory. You wanna, so we got to do something. We got to do, do, do. And we're often less comfortable with B, B, B. You know, again, that who are we? Who are you? And are mm-hmm. you willing to look inward, see where you're lacking? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and give that prayer. You could cry out in that lament when you find you're lacking in something. You 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 perceive a lack. You cry out in pain at that lack, but then you implore God, help me to victory, so that my victory is because of you. And just like all the miracles of Christ, they were signs of God's glory. They weren't in and of themselves. So our victory is first of all, it's not ours. Our cure is not ours. It's from God. It's from Christ. And ultimately, as Christ said, it's so God can be glorified that I make the lame walk and the blind Mm -hmm. see and the dead rise. So, Danny, we will all uh, uh, keep more in our prayers. Thank you. uh, Yeah, she just just texted me that she did not do well on the test that uh, she was just taking, so... We're looking at uh, plan B. So, yeah, keep your prayers coming, folks. Let's be praying for each other and our, our spouses and our loved ones out there uh, joining up and uh, keep our prayers flowing in all directions for each other. Thank yeah, you. To Teresa Fallon uh, and all those, all of us who suffer uh, at this or that, whatever's going on in our lives, this is go to the Psalms. Tonight, go to the Psalms. Amen. All right, Danny, uh, what's coming up next, brother? Uh, Stay tuned, folks, for The Angelus and your prayer intentions with uh, Peter and Jimmy. WQPH Radio, 89.3 in the dial if you're in the greater Boston area, but much more likely around the world, uh, wqphradio.org. Search us for archive programs, 13th Apostle, and uh, give us your support any way you can. God bless you, Danny. God bless you, Tommy, and God bless you all. Thank you for listening to The 13th Apostle with Dan Duddy and Tom Caffrey. For more information on Dan, visit his website at www.danduddy.com or email dcduddy at gmail.com. Tom's website is faithpilgrims.com or email trcaffrey at faithpilgrims.com. How about you? Will you be The 13th Apostle? 